Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Georgia Dodge Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Doesn't it? with an up and out. Wide open. Touchdown. Israel Troop. Snap to Young. Drops back. Pressure from the edges. He throws near sideline. And it's intercepted. Intercepted. Kaylee Ringo at the 21. Off he goes. 40, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. Near sideline. Breaks a tackle. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. 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 Georgia. Good evening, neighborhood. How about them dogs? 32, 18. Let the celebration begin. What is up, people? It is the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. Joining me is the man from the clip, from the first clip in the intro. It's Israel Troop, man. How was your holidays? Man, it's been great. Um, trying to get some rest before we kick off the semester of school. Uh, busy with football, but we've got some good bowl games going on now, so I can't complain whatsoever. Since we last spoke, man, he's a state champion as well. That's right. Danny Gators managed yeah. to pull it off um, against the Warner Robins Demons. Um, that was a great game. Um, great atmosphere. I'm pretty had the most fans in all of um, They're in our championship game. Uh, we're excited for Ray's next day. So um, it's been good. It's been good to bring the championship back to Ware County. Man, it's always good to bring a championship anywhere. Anywhere you're at. So, speaking of bringing championships, Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. Everything from NFL and bowl season to esports, you always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your fo- favorite sports, leagues, and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Use that promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. So, yeah, like I said, we were presented by betonline.ag. But we are here to discuss, I don't know, there's this game coming up in a couple of days. Uh, College football playoff, Georgia, Ohio State, the matchup that we all kind of thought we were going to get at some point. It ended up happening. It was kind of a crazy end to the season. Georgia uh, winning the SEC championship. Uh, Ohio State being spectators on SEC on uh, championship weekend uh, was lucky that USC and uh, I guess USC losing to Utah. I guess that's what put them in. So, uh, but nonetheless, they are here. We're in Atlanta. It's the Peach Bowl. Uh, so, just looking at it. What what immediately comes to mind when you think of this matchup? Like, what what is the first thing that pops off the page to you? Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, you know, everybody knows the name. You know, his father is Marvin Harrison, great receiver that played with Peyton Manning uh, in the right. Indianapolis Colts. Um, he's the real deal. Um, you know, I know in Jigba's out, um, you know, and, and that would have worked for me more. But uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. can pretty much ball game by himself. 
Um, we know <clears throat> we know CJ is going to be CJ, um, but can we contain number one? Um, keep him in the pocket, and can Ringo have a great night against Marvin Harrison Jr.? Um, he's going to go in one of two ways: if Ringo and Ringo can, you know, can get out of his funk that he's been in last, which I'm sure he has. Um, mm-hmm. um, we're gonna have a great night. If not, we're gonna be in some trouble um, on the defense side of the ball because once they get going, CJ, it's hard to slow him down. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he can sling it. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. can certainly make some big plays. But Keely Ringo, if if we use that Tennessee game plan, where, where we used a lot of man, a lot of press man, a lot of physical, a lot of physicality at the line of scrimmage, um, allowing our interior guys to and our defensive line, our pass rush to do their thing. To me, that's kind of where this Georgia team is at their best, especially Keely Ringo. Keely Ringo is a man corner who can get up in your face and jam. He he kind of struggles. He kind of gets lost in, in zone. I think he sees all the stuff that's happening in front of him, and he can't and, – and it almost seems like it scrambles his brain a little bit. But when he was just matched up, hey, you got, you got Jalen Hyatt. Wherever 11 is, you go get him, right? In those big situations, wherever – those wherever their number one receiver goes, national title game, he you know he guarded Jamison Williams, and then whoever was left after Jamo went out, um, he did a great job. Had that game ceiling pick six, as you saw in the intro. Um, but it's like situations like that where if we can put him where he's at his best, and then also couple that with being able to get pressure. If we can't get pressure on CJ Stroud, it's not going to matter. But um, if we can put him where he's at his best, which is I think is press man coverage, he loves being physical at the line of scrimmage. I think he will have success. Hey, absolutely, I think we need to kind of do him like we did Baker. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so, um, kind of got to that point with with Stokes. Um, after I'm um, with Baker, we just leave him on the island. You know, he, he was mm-hmm. fine, just leave him over there by himself. Um, but you know, one thing that I noticed, and I think I, I was talking to, um, I want to say my offensive line coach about it. Um, was the fact that we don't play zone very well, right? The reason why we don't no, we play don't. zone very well is because we don't get pressure on the quarterback when we play zone. Um, so I think that they kind of got the <clears throat> the kinks worked out. We don't get to the quarterback and we try to play zone and defeat the purpose. Um, you know, we did a lot of zone blitzes against LSU. Um, they kind of hit us on some big stuff. This is hitting us on stuff. There's no doubt that somebody else saw that. Um, yeah. So that helped us if we have to play TCU. You because what they do, they want you to play zone. They don't want you to play man. Um, so right, you got to do better about getting to getting to the back. Um, we did a really good job first half. Um, Jalen have a big game. You know, just we have got to get to the quarterback. And we've got to hit him and hit him off. Now, where LSU hit their big plays was not that he was sitting back there. Uh, patting the ball and yeah. us not being able to get pressure. I mean, he was getting the dang thing out quick, man. He was. I mean, it was quick slants, quick, you know, a quick little 10-yard dig off a of play-action fake or, you know, moving the pocket or just doing things creatively to get himself and buy some time, which, you know, Ohio State, they're already good at that. So it's not much of a stretch, to be honest with you. So um, just got to find ways to affect the quarterback, push the pocket from the interior, create a cloudy mess for, you know, to, to affect his reads, things like that. Uh, staying ahead of the schedule, 
as far as staying ahead of the sticks were on, from a defensive perspective, putting the offense behind the chains um, would be also getting them in at getting our defense in advantageous position. So, and it's going to come down to Jalen Carter. It's going to come down to whoever is on the outside for us. I don't know at this point uh, with so many injuries. I, I'm not real sure who, who that guy is going to be. It's going to have to be somebody that's going to have to step up. Probably a, probably a true freshman uh, is going to have to, going to have to play that role. Um, you know, Dumas Johnson's going to have to play huge in the middle. He's going to have to direct traffic. We're just going to have to find a way to affect CJ Stroud, knock him down a few times, hit him, figure out what Michigan did to get him out of his rhythm. He was in a rhythm in the first half of that game, but Michigan affected him. And the more hits you get on a guy like that, second half rolls around, he's not making those type of throws. So defensively, I, I think Jalen Carter is going to be the key to all of this. If he can wreak havoc like he did against Tennessee, which I think that's the biggest or the closest comp to Ohio State is Tennessee, at least offensively, to, to the explosiveness that, that they bring to the table. And the one thing that I saw, I saw a TikTok one of my um, was the fact that they try to say that anybody the SEC's this the SEC's that mm. well name yeah a, or team that Ohio State played that was one ranked at the time of which they played other than maybe two and let's combine the record of a couple of SEC teams we played in the teams in the Big Ten. You know, well, see, I don't I, like well, while you're while you're talking, I'll pull up, I'll pull up the schedule. I'll pull up Ohio yeah. State schedule. I don't like to compare it because, you know, anybody can day, um, you know, but the one team that they played that could pretty much match them, they got monkey stomped by. So if Georgia mm -hmm. comes out and plays our game doing all year, um, we seem to match um, the physically. We seem to match the energy of the other team. Mm -hmm. um, when we came out and played Tennessee, played like so. Um, we came out that against Missouri and you saw what happened. So if we take just yep. those two games, you know, we thought in cake walked through it. We against Missouri. You know, we came no. out with fire against Tennessee, and you saw what happened. So, of our opponent has seen this year seemed to trend. You know, of how we. So I'm pretty sure. You know, Georgia has a chance to be the fourth history to win back to back after championships, and I don't think let's they're going to take that very lightly. Let's let's make it happen. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that just shows you the youth of this team. Uh, you know, you, you see young. I don't want to say immature because we're not necessarily immature, but like young-minded teams go through these ebbs and flows where they don't look so great sometimes. But other times, you know, you get the number one team in the country and, and you you dominate them and, and the game is essentially over at halftime. So let's look at, you know, if, if we want to compare schedules, which I hate doing um, <laughs> because I think the Big Ten is just as good as the, the SEC. I, I think I, I respect yeah. Ohio State uh, and I respect the conference that they play in. But let's not pretend like they played like the number one schedule in the country, and we played like the number one hundred twentieth schedule in the country. Let's not let's yeah, not let's not act like there's that. some great disparity. Let's so, not forget, you know, the teams that we know. I mean, Vandy. Look at Vandy. How much better Vandy's gotten over the last couple of games? Let's took down Clemson and Tennessee. So yeah, I mean, and. Just, I mean, just beat down Tennessee. Not, not just took, not just beat them, beat them down. So Ohio State opened the season with Notre Dame. Played a, it was tight all the way. Ohio State scored a late touchdown to make that look a little bit 
uh, further apart than it actually was. Uh, then they played uh, Butch Jones, brick by brick, uh, Arkansas State. Then they played Mighty Toledo. Then they played Wisconsin, who is who they fired their coach midseason um, because they were so bad. They they put up a fifty two burger on them. Then they followed that up with Rutgers, Mighty Rutgers. Uh, then they played Michigan State, who is not quite as good as they were a year ago under Mel Tucker. Some some things may be happening there. I'm not sure. Iowa, one of the most putrid offenses I've ever seen. Um, then Penn State, who is top ten team currently, which okay, they they put up 44 on them, and so that was a good game. Northwestern, who was one of the dregs of the Big Ten. Uh, then they followed that up with Indiana, who also is downright terrible. Uh, Maryland. Gave them a run for their money. They scored a couple late there, but Maryland, Maryland's one of those teams where like that's kind of their Missouri game where mm-hmm. it was tight for a long time. Like Maryland had them on the ropes several times. They just Maryland's just not ready to Maryland was just not ready to put them away, you know. Um, but Maryland's a good team. They're they're competitive. They're you know they're whatever you can say what you want to about Maryland, but they're a good team. Uh, and then Michigan beat the you know beat the tar out of them. So, mm-hmm. like you're comparing schedules here, we ran through a conference that is as lauded as one is the best in the entire country. Sure, we had some tough games. It's not easy to win on the road. You know, Ohio State almost lost on the road at Maryland. Uh, they, sh- I mean, they struggled at Northwestern, which I was about to say they should have lost to Northwestern. Yeah, they're terrible. Uh, they struggled for a little bit at Michigan State before they finally got their you know what together. Um, but I mean, they didn't like most of their big games. They played at home, you know, Wisconsin home game, Notre Dame home, Iowa home, uh, Michigan, unfortunately for them home. Uh, (laughs) so if you're going to compare schedules, I I just, you know, it, it's not really like comparable. Like I, I think each game lives and breathes in and of itself. I, I don't think you can take, you know, you can't really take anything from the Rutgers game that you can't take from the Minnesota, you know, from the Missouri game, you know, or like the Kentucky game and the Maryland game, like they, they were played at the same time of the year. Um, you know, I think the Tennessee to, game, I, make sure I mean, yeah, just, I mean, when you compare, it's like, it just doesn't make because like we're a totally different team that that one day and you were off. Yeah. You know, and yeah, it's football, you know, it is. I mean, that's that's why football is, is that's why college football is one of the greatest sports in in the world. Like Missouri was a turnover away from beating us. Yeah, they were. <laughs> I mean, that's just how that's just how crazy it is. But we're a totally different team now. Mm-hmm. And so, and and Ohio State's probably a different team than they were in Columbus on Thanksgiving weekend. But, um, but remains to be seen. So we put that behind us. Schedule, it's whatever. You know, okay, great. You know, you you you, you beat who you had on your schedule and, and you did so handily in, in a lot of these games. So congrats on that. Um defensively, I, I think this is where Ohio State's gonna struggle the most. Um, because offensively, I think they can keep up to a certain degree, but once you know, Georgia's proved that once they get that momentum, it's tough to stop. But to me, and I think there's a lot of dimensions to this offense, but Ohio State's got to find an answer for 19 because 19 can certainly take over a game. Mm-hmm. 
How do you you stop Agent Zero, Agent Nineteen? Is the question. That, that's the question, right? Because what happened against yeah. Michigan? All right, they gave you two tight end sets. Um, you know, you got yeah. misaligned a lot, and then we pretend, um during that whole time as so, though, you know, they'll go from you know twenty two personnel to twenty three personnel to twelve personnel to eleven personnel, ten personnel and won't even change anybody that's on the field. So how do you defense align to that? You're a four-down team traditionally, so you're either going to have to go too high, you're going to have to play man, and you're going to give us the ball. Yeah. So pick your poison of how, how are you, however you do that you want to do it. And on the road in Atlanta. So good luck. Yeah, some places. Yeah, I know, right? Turn the ball over. We play with tempo. Um, I'm not manage the game. I just think he needs to play ball. This is not a time to try to make game manager. This is time to hey, let let loose. You know, he's got two games left. Let live a little bit. Um, I think I must have said today. You know, I got points. Um, we're gonna go ahead and win the football game. So don't get cute. You know, stay within what you've been doing, and he's he's showing time games. He he's he, he's a baller in big time games. So we just nip up, don't turn the ball over, and um, I see a championship. Real simple. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Real simple. yeah. I mean, you know, I think the only reason that the SEC championship got somewhat interesting is because we. St- started not taking care of the ball. I think we took our foot off the gas and started not taking care of the ball. And once you do that, you give a team momentum, mm-hmm. then they start striking. You know, it, it, it was momentum is a funny thing. Cause right before halftime, it was 35 to seven and Georgia had all the momentum. Like LSU couldn't make a play. They couldn't sniff a yard. You know, they just couldn't do anything right. Then all of a sudden they come out, Georgia fumbles the ball a couple of times then they end up, you know, Nussmeyer looks like Tom Brady back there, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think for for Georgia, they got to stay within themselves. Do what made you successful. 19, zero. Give the ball to six. Give the ball to two. And I know all these names. I just like refer to them as numbers. Um, Kendall Milton, Kenny McIntosh, <laughs> Tornell Washington, Brock Bowers, you know, get those guys the ball. And I, I don't know the health of, of Lad McConkey. I think he's going to be kind of a game time decision. Said he might be ready. They said he might not be. It remains to be seen. But if he's if he's out there, got to figure out ways to get McConkey the ball. So there's plenty of guys out there to be able to do some things with. But I just think the offensive line has got to come off the ball, get some movement, get some chunk yardage in in the run game, and that'll open up a million possibilities. Then you just got to take care of the ball. No turnovers. got to play clean. You cannot give Ohio State an inch. They will kick that door open, and they're good enough to take that momentum, shove it right back down your throat. So Georgia has to prevent that. So Georgia can't shoot themselves in the foot. Georgia has the talent and the capability to either end this game at halftime and then on the flip side, lose it. So um, this game can go in a million different directions, and none of it would surprise me. And that's usually, you know, what what you know Ohio State's mo is: get a turnover um, on defense. Next thing you know, boom, two plays. They they go down, you know, um, mm-hmm. 
you know, they've been doing a good job of takeaways. I will say I've been doing a good job of takeaways. Um, so we just yeah. got to be smart with the football. Uh, no lad um, status, um, but I do know A.D. Mitchell came back um, in the SEC championship game, which is huge. Um, is huge. You know, we still, we still got Blaylock, you know. We still got Smith, you know. We still got a bunch of guys who can go, you know, toe-to-toe the secondary because Ohio State's sex suspect. Um, we saw him against Michigan. Michigan's not even a big team. team was able to hit some big balls, you know, yeah. top of them. So those things to where, all right, who do we got? What's the game plan going into it? And Todd Brew, you know, has done a really good job, you know, um, you know, with personnel and, and, you know, putting players, you know, in the right spots to succeed. So, you know, not too worried about that. The only thing I worry about is can we hold on to the football and not over? And at the end of the day, they just flip the field, you know, make them drive the whole entire field, you know, because that's one thing Ohio State has shown, you know, driving the field has been a struggle for them this year, um, you know, without having, you know, those big players, those, you know, one-hitter quitters, mm-hmm. you know, where, all right, CJ drops back and he just throws it over the top. He doesn't have – the only person he's got is Marvin Harrison Jr. So, yeah, so and, and, and he'll be matched up with Keeley, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just just make them earn every every single yard. I think Georgia has done a good job of doing that. You know, otherwise, Missouri game, Kentucky game might have gone differently had we not been that way, where we forced Will Levis to gain. You know, we forced him to to score on twelve play drives, ten play drives, and he couldn't do it. It was Ben, don't break. It got a little dicey at times. I, I was kind of worried that Barryon Brown was going to open one up on us, but it never really did. We, we, we ended up allowing ourselves to get pressure on, on Levis and, and, and uh, all was well. So if we can do that, force them short, you know, force them into short plays, long drives. I don't think they, I don't think they can sustain Long drive after long drive after long drive after long drive. I don't think they're patient enough to do that. I don't think they're talented enough to hold up to that because of the way they play. But I will say this. When Ohio State, in their running game, they're going to have to have a big a big night out of Mayan Williams and Travion Henderson. Those are the two guys. They're a pretty scary duo. But, again, Georgia – leads the country in rush defense. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> it's great and all, but. All on us, I mean. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you but I think if Ohio State's going to have success. But you won't run 400, I tell you that. Yeah, that's for, that's for, that's for dang sure. Um, you know, we get you one-dimensional and pin our ears back and come come and get you. So, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I, I think they're, um, you know, I think they're, those two can certainly, if they can get them two going, they will definitely have an advantage, but that's going to be very, very, very tough to do. Um, I think when you look at special teams, Jack Pod, uh, Jack Podlesny, Noah Ruggles are uh, pretty pretty equal in, in the kicking game. I think where we have the edge is Brett Thorson. He's a freaking weapon. He is, he is the Aussie hammer. I think I just gave him a nickname. I'm not sure. He hits some but, boomers. Um, he's he he done a really good job playing the football. Um, I can I remember going to the game, but um, the few times that holy crap, 
talking to my mm-hmm. hangout. Um, you know, he felt like the inch line. Uh, yeah. Um, that uh, that uh, not. So I mean. Yep. You know, having having a guy you know that that can throw a dart like that is yeah is a major weapon, especially on order two. If he can hit it short and, yeah. and and keep keep it rolling, I mean mm-hmm. that that's a feel in itself right there. So and you get a, a bounce, you know that a guy tries to you know things like that. So yeah. I think it's gonna be things gonna be at the same time. You know we can't be dumb, you know. And same thing I told my kids this year. You know, are you trying to find a mystery? You know, like I said, you're going to be the fourth team to do this in history. You know, yeah. that's, a pretty, that's a pretty good list. You'd be with Nebraska, U.S., Alabama, and then Georgia. Yeah, there you go. Let's make it happen. So, Trevion Henderson actually is out with a foot injury, so that's, I guess, good news there. But, um yeah, I you know I, I think there's a lot that can go right, a lot that can go wrong. I, I think when when you're looking at this this whole matchup, it just it just boils down to, to to a few key points. You know, win the line of scrimmage, which I think Georgia has the edge. I think uh, coming into it, that is exactly the first thing that I think of is up front. Win the line of scrimmage, and I think I think we can win the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Uh, Ohio State has to find an answer for for nineteen and zero, which I'm not so sure they can do. Nobody uh, has and eighty Mitchell's back, so you got to find an answer for him too. Um, and you got to contain Stetson Bennett, who uh, I, I I might personally drive him to the barber to make sure he gets his fade. Make <laughs> sure he lines that thing up, man. Yeah, gonna he's gonna have to. He's gotta be effective. Game. Yeah, he's got to be effective with his legs in this game. He hasn't run the ball in a really long time, so it's something that they probably won't be. Um, I think he needs to have some desire. Time runs, QB draw, um, zone reads. I think he's the ball. You know, so, um, Ohio State's defensive line does do a good job of crashing, um, and they have some really good tacklers up front. You know, that's one Ohio State. Their front seven, especially number thirty-five, their Mike linebacker, really, really, really good player. Um, and his legs, which I'm pretty sure they're going to drop some coverage or, you know, they're going to spy him to spy, you know, Stetson all night. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, going into this and how we, you know, manipulate box a little bit, kind of see what they do. I think if we spread them out a little bit, mm-hmm. um, it, it becomes our advantage, but we, it's not what we do. That's not what we hang our hat at all, except, mm-hmm. that, except. We'll we do have some guys that we do a lot of things with coming up soon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. And we'll, we'll get to that here in a bit, uh, transfer portal stuff and, and all of that. Well, uh, to, to put, to put a bow on this one, uh, Georgia is six and a half point favorites. Do they cover over unders at 63? They're predicting a lot of points are going to be scored in this one, which, I'm I'm there too. I think Georgia's good. I think Georgia's going to cover this, and I and I would be inclined to take the over because I think I think we could get into shootout range here. Yeah, going to cover. Um, I think it's going to get to the point to where it could come down to a last drive or anything like that. Um, I think it's going to. I think fourth quarter game for sure. 
I think it's going to be one of those to where, all right, we're tired now. We're going to just go ahead and, you know, close this thing on out here. You know, we're going to go about, about you know, 14 to 10, because I, like I said, I'm not taking it because they're a really good football team. Uh, but, you know, we're going to 10 to 14, we're just going to say, all right, we're, we're tired of playing. We're going to go ahead and, you know, hang on out and get ready for the national championship game. Going to put this thing to bed. So, yeah, I, I like it. The over-under for the Iowa-Kentucky game, by the way, is 31. <laughs> That's insane. That is absolutely insane. But uh, we'll, we'll get to some of the other bowl games here in just a little bit. We are presented – we are the uh, Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network presented by betonline.ag. So, Israel, let's talk about some of these other bowl games. You want mm-hmm. to? Let's do Did it. you watch the Florida State game? Just just a few just a few I minutes ago. Did. Well, you know, my wife's a big Florida State. Just got done watching it. Um, I tell you what, man, I would have given you know Dylan Gabriel about fifteen more seconds, he probably would have went down and scored. Um, you know, yeah. that kid. I, I like the way he plays. I see Brent Venables calling mm-hmm. defense again. I uh, think yeah. he said, "The hell with that. I'm going to head and take this thing over now." Yeah, um, sure. You know, so um, you tell that he was definitely more involved. You know, defensively, um, in this game, but Florida State, man, to win six in a row, um, you know, during nominal season, um, and I mean, go ten to three, you know, Mike Norvell, man, he's done a great job. What happens when you, when he wears the uh, gray pull, you win football games. He must, he must, he must, he must listen to the show. <laughs> he must listen to the show. That's that's for dang sure. So, um, Liberty Bowl. Last night was also intense. Arkansas can, uh, I was about to say Kentucky, uh, Arkansas and Kansas. Man. Uh, shout out to Arkansas who actually wanted to play against Kansas and not Missouri who, who ran away from that game and said, Oh, we don't want to play Kansas. Uh, we don't want to renew the border war. But that game was, that game was incredible. Kansas was down and out. They came back, almost won it. Mm-hmm. This, so I, I want to ask you this question since, since, your fellow offense coordinator, and hopefully soon to be head coach somewhere. Um, do you, in overtime, you got it fourth and goal from the two. Mm-hmm. Do you go for the touchdown or do you kick the field goal? Am I up or down? Or that, it, well, your like first possession is your first to possess. First possession. Yeah, your first to possess. It's what Kansas did last night. Kansas had it fourth and two, first possession, first overtime. Instead of kicking the field goal. I'm going to go for it. I'm, I'm, I'm for it from the simple fact that I have a fourth down play. Situations mm-hmm. like this that I'm going to run, mm-hmm. you know, to win the ball game. You know? Now, if I don't, you know, if I've already shot my bullets or something like that, then, of course, I'm going to kick it and, you know, hope my defense can hold it. Um, but if it's fourth and two, I mean, my man from uh, South Carolina said he got to drop your nuts at some point. <laughs> you got to go for it. <laughs> You're damn right. Yeah. Uh, I, I love that call. Even though they ended up losing, they ended up losing when they got to the two point shootout uh, round. Uh, I absolutely love that, man. I absolutely love that. The fact that they went for it. Um, they just ran snag. That's all they did. They ran snag uh, on, on the goal line at Easy. fourth and two. So play action snag. You can run the last one down there. I mean, you can yeah. play action boot. Much stuff you can yeah. do. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's short and quick, which I hate throwing that goal line anyway. But on fourth down, the middle is is few between, you know. So you got to get creative down there. You know, yeah. we have a couple that that we run um, that we know right right now that it, it's going to score. You know, yeah. that, you know, it's like well, if we ever get in this situation, this is exactly what we're going to do. You know, so you know yeah. you got to have those and, those, in, those in your pocket. I mean, and it's about what do you got to lose. Yeah, I mean, you're you're Kansas. You're not even supposed to be there, so who cares? Yeah. But Lance Leipold, man, he let his nuts drop. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work out because I, they they literally ran out of bullets. Uh, when they got to the two-point shootout, they had just nothing left. I mean, mm-hmm. they, just, they, 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 they had no magic left, and, and Arkansas just made one more play. Uh, the tar- There was a targeting in that game that is being uh, talked about, which wasn't targeting. So that should have ended it, the game right there. Was it the targeting where he was? I guess it was a shallow route. And was coming, the guy he was heading kind of hit him in the chest. Was that? Was that no, it? Was it, 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 no, one? no. There was another one. Uh, it was a, it was on a two point conversion, second overtime. Uh, J, uh, Jalen Daniels was running. No, J, I can't ever get his first name right. Because I confuse him with with the guy down at LSU, yeah. um, he was running towards the goal line. I think he was wrapped up, and somebody came through and popped him. Is 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 what it was? They called targeting. Once again, we're gonna have to do something about this whole targeting deal. Because here's my thing: this is coming from an offensive guy. Mm-hmm. If my, you know, ducking down and, and preparing himself, or trying to run through somebody. And then what's the player supposed to do? You know, if it's bang, yeah, I mean, bang, he has he doesn't have time to get his body. Especially if here's my deal: if he's making an attempt to move his head and body out of the way, I don't think it should be targeting. Or I also don't believe that the game before it. I don't think Derwin James should have been night. It's the quarterback's no. Fault. Yeah, I mean, that he hit him with a hit him on yeah. shoulder pad. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess you could argue it was defenseless receiver, but it wasn't targeting. It wasn't head-to-head. He hit him in the shoulder. It's the quarterback's fault at ball. Yeah, it is. And Derwin James, James actually right. probably – yeah, he probably wouldn't have been able to finish the game anyway because I think he had a concussion. But, um, yeah, I, I, I didn't like that. I, I was like, that's not targeting. And screw you, quarterback. I'm 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 keying your car after this game. You yeah, know, I – Figure out which one of y'all is the real quarterback back and forth. It's going to be me and you. Okay. Just so you know. Yeah. But you it's, it's going to be my fist, your nose. We're going to have to do yeah. that and the whole wrestle. Um, you know, it is starting oh, to get. That's got to, that's got to change. Yeah. Don't uh-huh. get me started on that. Don't, don't get me started on roughing the passer. Now, that's probably the, that's probably, you see some of the weakest things ever. Yeah. Ever. You hear quarterbacks who are analysts now saying uh, when former quarterbacks who were still getting knocked the hell out saying that's not from the passer. Then I bet you if you press Tom Brady, he'd be like, "Yeah, I, I like three quarters of those calls that I got were not passer. We're not roughing the passer." I guarantee you, when he retires, he's going to come out and say, "Yeah, I acted to get those calls." I scared the referee enough, you know, to make him yeah. call. They they know these quarterbacks know what they're doing. 
They know what they're doing. So, uh, Ole Miss. Ole Miss last night. Uh, my buddy Steve, I know he's seething mad. That was kind of embarrassing, the way they lost. Yeah. Not that they lost, because Texas Tech is a good team. But the way in which – the manner in which they lost. They they started committing dumb penalties. They got careless and reckless with the ball. They didn't look like they wanted to be there, to be honest with you. No, it looked like they didn't want to be there. There, Texas Tech was like, all right, you want to be here, so we're going to beat you. And they turned the ball over 13 times, um, which I'm not even mad about the fourth down because, I mean, we go fourth down all the time. Um, You know, some of the calls, I think there was only one call. I was like, what are we doing? But other than that, those were good. I mean, just execute. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one of those things to where if you take business, you know, you're kind of in the bowl to be at. You know, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's one thing now. You know, we always enjoy the bowl game no matter what, um, except Shreveport at that time because Shreveport had nothing there during the bowl. Um, but, I don't think they do any, I don't think they do now. Yeah, that, no. that bowl, it, 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 watching y'all play that bowl, I was like, yeah, they don't want to be there. Yeah, y'all played the A&M, bowl right? Game, yeah, bowl game that we all went to and we left the same day. When <laughs> Todd we Hartley – wasn't Todd Hartley the defensive coordinator that day? Uh, that, wasn't that the game he was defensive coordinator because because Martinez got fired? Yeah, wasn't that, that game? That I'm, I'm pretty sure. I know there was one. I can't remember which bowl game it was, but I think it was that one where he was defensive coordinator because Coach, uh, Coach Martinez got fired. But um, I forgot all about. Either way, that was that was kind of a rough, brutal game to watch. So, yeah, um, but you know, we, we always enjoy the bowl game. So, I mean, it's cool now. Um, you know, people yeah. often have things like that. So, I mean, yeah, you know, enjoy the bowl experience. And watching Jamie Robinson say that today, um, you know, he was like, "I'll pay my points." You know, one last one. You know, so um, same thing with Washington right now. All those, all they're playing. Um, not mm-hmm. the out of a bowl game is you know, what it is. You know, you got to protect yourself. Um, yeah. they, I understand, but you know, bowl game means your last, last who rock. Yeah. You know, so. just, just go and, and, and do your thing, man. Just go and do, do what you do with your, with your boys one last time. Like Bryce Young and Will Anderson are like, yeah, we're going to play in a bowl game because yeah. we just want to. Like, but we know we're going to first round, though, because. Bryce Bryce Young and Will Anderson are going to be top three. Both of them. <laughs> so, like, they got nothing to play for. <laughs> they got no reason to play uh, as far as that goes. But they have every reason to play because they fought blood, sweat, and tears with everybody on that roster all their time at Alabama. And they want to do that one more last time as a sign of respect to them. And that's kind of where I'm, I'm I'm at with that. I mean, you know, obviously people are going to make their decisions and I'm not going to be mad at you for making your decision. I, I just think it, in my mind, I would go and play a bowl game and just do my thing. That's just yeah. my opinion. That's just what I would do. That's what, I, that's what me, Corey Burton, that's what I would do. I'm not saying, I'm not saying you should do that or that person should do that. That person should do what they want to do. I just hope they make a decision, a decisive decision. Yeah, I'm here for the gifts, man. 
give me all the gift cards, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I could have, you know, I wish I could have went to Camp World. Um, you know, send me to Bass Pro Shop. There's a lot there. Um, yeah, you would have had a big old time there, huh? If we passed the Bass Pro Shop in Nashville oh, yeah. on the way to Western Kentucky, impressive. Not even there know why. Stop yeah. there. But I would have gotten lost in there. You you would have. You would have. So well, let's talk uh let's let's talk signing day because I know we're well overdue with early signing period and, and transfer portal stuff. And so let, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the high school signees for a second here. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh the guys we got in the boat. I, I love this class. Now is there a lot of like big time star power where I don't follow recruiting enough anymore to realize like who liked the major, you know, obviously we didn't get Arch Manning, um, but we got a bunch of other people in the boat that I think are going to be incredible. Troy Bowles, a uh, four-star linebacker out of, out of Tampa. Uh, the two tight ends we got Pierce Berlin, Lawson Lucky. Uh, I, I really like, Jamal Jarrett, I think he's, you know, hopefully he's going to have the same, same same impact that Jordan Davis had. But, you know, he's built similarly. Uh, Raylan Wilson out of Tallahassee. Uh, you know, we got another kid out of – got another kid out of Bishop Gorman, cornerback, Justin Rett. You know, we got uh, Samuel Mpimba, Gabriel Harris, and uh, Kyron Jones, Damon Wilson. I think Damon Wilson is one of the, one of the best ones that we got as, as an outside backer. So – who stood out to you? I know I just like fire hosed you with a bunch of names, but who stood out to you? Like what, what, what about this signing class? And we'll get to the transfers here in a minute, which is even more exciting. I've, but I've, slept, I've seen Lucky play in person, kicking ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen Bowles play in person, kicking ball. Um, the biggest mm-hmm. thing with this signing class, that every last one's kids can ball. And the last one mm-hmm. of those kids came anyway, knowing that we're young fits. So, yeah, you know that just shows you, you know, you want to compete, you know, and, and do, you know, it it just shows you know well our recruiting staff is done. Um, yeah, keeping a lot of that talent Tremendous. in Georgia. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's it's a different world of recruiting now and stuff like that, which mm-hmm. you know I I love NIL. I also our players should be paid, you know, because this is business at the end of the day. Um, at the same yeah. time, you know, I don't. Think that it should be used a as a tool, you know, to get recruits to come. No. Um, you know, it's not there. Um, and especially with the transfer portal, um, you know, it's it's hard for these high school kids, you know. So you know, once they got it, you know, a lot of them had already committed you know, a long time ago. So you know, they're yeah. stuck with it. And, and, and kudos to Georgia staff for keeping in touch with those guys. But a lot of times, once you commit, a lot of just be like, oh, he's committed, you know. Yeah, you know, they kind of just sit on their hands a little bit, but, but that ain't Kirby's way, way, man. He, he, yeah. Um, that has now come along, and if you don't talk to your, it's probably gonna scoop them up from you. So, yeah. Co- Coach Prime, he, he's out, he's out there on the West Coast. So, yeah, man, um, dude, you hit the nail on the head with that. So, you know, nil has got to be something that. You know, you take advantage of, but but I think it's something that it's not just a. 
I don't think it should be that carrot to say, okay, here come to Georgia, come to Georgia. Here, here's a million dollars. You know, I think it's got to be, hey, we think a lot of you when you get here. You know, you're going to have a chance to compete, compete for national championships. You know, ha- have a chance to be in the college football playoff because it's going to expand to 12 teams. Um, we got one more year of the 14 playoff, and then it's going to expand to 12. So you're going to have a chance for NIL opportunities based on that. Just keep your head down. You'll be good. Um, you know, and I think so many of these kids are going to like A&M's got a lot of people in the transfer portal. Why? Because they chase the money. <laughs> they got they chase the money over there. It takes A&M oh, my more. God. It's brutal. Um, hey, and hey, I and, and I'm, I love it, man. I love it because uh, I'm not a I'm not a Jimbo fan, as, as you probably know, but. You can't like you got to be smart about it. Like you can't chase you can't chase the money. The money will be there if it's there. You know, there's plenty of deals to, to be had. Like not everybody's the eight million dollar man. Like like the guy up at uh, I can't pronounce his name up at Tennessee. Which good for him. You know, I, I, I hope it. I hope he continues to be. Uh, I hope he continues to earn it. But I'm I'm really excited about this class. Nonetheless, I'll, I'll get off my nil soapbox here. Um, I, I think it's good if used in the right way. I'll just leave it at that. I'm glad we got an offensive lineman from Carver. I'm glad we finally figured out a way to get back into Carver. Um, you know, I, I like, I really like our offensive line class with Kelton Smith, Joshua Miller, uh, Monroe Freeling from from uh, Charleston. You know, I think we've got some good offensive linemen in the boat. I'd, I'd like to see us get some interior guys. Um, figure out a way to get some interior guys in there, but. Um, I, you know, Jonathan Hughley, surely one of these guys are going to move down, right? Yeah. One of these tackles, three. one of these thousands of tackles that we got. And musical chairs. Um, yeah, Which it is. Means if, they're, if they're getting <laughs> tackles, means that somebody, probably Sims, must be moving inside at some point. Got it. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I was like, Sims, I don't know who Sims is, but he's going to be a hell of a player inside. Uh, they, you know, I'm really excited about the edge guys we got, you know, after seeing Nolan Smith go down and realizing that, okay, we need some depth there. We we need some guys that that they're going to show up. Um, I I think Damon, I think we got four really good ones. Damon Wilson, uh, Gabriel Harris, Samuel M. Pimba. And they're, uh, those, those are three of them that I really, really like. Um, yeah. Gabriel Harris one in there somewhere. uh, um, almost my quarterback up, and ha- he didn't pitch the ball on one of our option plays. Um, yeah, oh. he's, he's a large human being. being by the way. Oh, yeah, uh, he was at Thomas County Central before going to IMG. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was wondering. I was like, don't play IMG? What the heck? Yeah, yeah, I believe it. I believe it. Uh, Roger Robinson. I think I'm. I'm excited about him coming from California. A little nice little. We've had success with running backs from California, I'll say. Um, and the DBs we got. I'm excited about the DBs we got. Well, that was a big-time big, big time position of need. So, well, let's talk transfer portal. I know you're excited. You're, wow, you're, our, you're, our, fellow, you're wow. our fellow wide receiver. Raw, <laughs> <laughs> raw. Our, our resident. If you got it, raw, raw. I mean, come on. It doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, I mean, can, can you imagine – just now you've sat in the stands a few times for these Georgia games. So, you know, the, the crazy stuff that's, that gets said, right. So, 
Can you imagine? Every time. Good day, ball to rah rah. What are we doing? Good to rah rah. Can you imagine that? That's going to be, God, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Great. You, you've got, <laughs> you've got rednecks going. Yeah, man. We got rah rah Thomas. I don't know who the hell he is, but we got rah rah Thomas, man. It's going to be awesome. Uh, who? What's his name? Rah rah. Rah rah. What the hell? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, uh, and then the uh, the other kid we got from uh, from Missouri. Yeah, he's gonna be good too. Their leading receiver um, we got from Missouri. Exactly, exactly. Um, I, I'm, dude, I, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for both of those. Uh, like, how explosive are we gonna be now? Our our skill group is is pretty pretty good you know what i mean so you know it's one of those sort of transfer portal helps you you know you're gonna lose you know a lot this year um due to graduation yeah. you know and going to the next level um you know so going into transfer portal and, and getting guys who, who have done a great job at their universities who have already who are already yeah. in the sec um is happy you know um organizations already um yeah. you know and apparently have good character because that's one thing that you know georgia has done a really good guys with great character i'm um, yeah. getting from the portal um so yeah i'm excited and it's dominic and it's dominic lovett that's from missouri i knew his name it was on the tip of my tongue i'll, I'll admit it. i almost said dominic laylock but no we already got one of them. <laughs> i was like hey we, yeah we already got that guy <laughs> he's pretty good when he's healthy uh but rah rah, I love it, man. I'm 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 so excited about that. Uh, so yeah, um, they're, they're just the ball electric, too. man. They're electric. So Carson Beck, you better get that arm loose, bud. <laughs> or Gunnar Stockton, who's doing a fine job. I've heard playing uh, the role of C.J. Stroud in practice this week. So or this whole bowl season, I should say. So that'll be good. Absolutely. Uh, wh- where's Eric Gilbert? Wind up because I know he he left. I don't, know where, he, I don't know where he ends up. Oh, he got um academic player the, um last week I think it was I think going in the finals you know so he he's done a phenomenal um mm-hmm. you know wherever he lands at you know he he has this is one thing you know how people are going to talk trash about the young man but you don't know the young man you know so you know I hope he goes yeah. as, as uh Marshawn Lynch would say was right. Get your minerals together, mm-hmm. and um, you know where he ends up. I wish him all the best. He had distraction. He's been a great teammate, you know. Yeah. That's what I've heard. So, yeah. you know, it's just when you got uh, Shaquille O'Neal, you know, and Larry Bird at, at tight end, it's kind of hard, you know, to get on the field at that point. You know, <laughs> I love, I love. <laughs> The I love the reference there. The Shaq and uh, Shaq and Bird fits yeah, perfectly. So, I mean, Shaq and Bird, yeah. coming off the bench. I mean, it's yeah, it's hard, you know. So, but phenomenal right job of, of getting back to the same college, you know. So wherever he lands at, he is going to be do really good things. So, um, yeah, I just I'm running out of white guys, but we got we got Luca and somebody else coming in in the signing class and running out of. <laughs> Run out of NBA white guys to Absolutely. to uh, 
But uh, we're, 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 in here we're going. Too. There you go. There you go. So we got to do something, right? Uh, so we are gonna we're gonna leave you there. Um, man, it's it's good to get back in the saddle. I know we took that Christmas break, that, um, but it, it's good to get back in the saddle and and uh, and get back going, uh, doing what we do here on Believe in Georgia Dogs. We got some big things afoot. We almost had a big fish guest scheduling conflicts. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and call you out because I still want you to come on board. The invitation is always there, Champ Bailey. Okay, you you you, you snatched, you just grabbed the hook right off our right off our, our rod there to give you a fishing reference. Hey, like man, I had like, real uh, really good questions lined up. Yeah, um, to ask, but you know, hey, you know, you're. I mean, it's 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 really hard to get those guys. You yeah, know, it is. honorary. You know, I, things like that. Things oh yeah, I mean kind of important he's being figuratively drawn and quartered uh by by his <laughs> by the media with all his appearances so uh not in a bad way he's not getting there's no like negative i'm just saying he's getting pulled in a million different directions but um but champ off season we'd love to have you uh get you more than the 12 minutes that we were going to get you for uh would love to have you on as a guest the invitation is there anytime any of you former players any former players, current players, I guess you're under the rule of Kirby Smart, so we can't get you yet. But uh, yeah. any of the any of the former players that want to come on board, uh, we we certainly welcome you uh, with open arms. Uh, we'd love to have you here uh, talk talk Georgia football, talk about your experiences. Hell, that's how I wrote. That's how I got you in. I got you on board, uh, and uh, here you are. So you never know. We could get a third amigo. So uh, yeah. Like, wouldn't that be sick if Champ Baylor's like, "Hey, man, I had so much fun. I'm just gonna do this every 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 episode." <laughs> we do time. Yeah, we'd we'd get a we'd we'd get a slight uptick in our views. There you go. So that'd be good. So, but uh, yeah, we're we're gonna leave it right there. We hope you enjoy Peach Bowl on Saturday. Uh, if you get a chance, go go look at the episode with Gary Stoken again to see just how this whole process is uh, started and. Um, executed it was a great interview gary stoke and it was a phenomenal guest so go check that out right at the conclusion of this um or pre-game it before if you're you know whatever whatever you want to do but uh we are the believe in georgia dogs podcast presented by betonline.ag for israel i'm Corey. we hope you have a great rest of your week we hope you have a great new year's a safe new year's and we'll see you back here in 2023 hopefully to do a national championship preview if not it's on to that sport that has a round ball and you put it through a hoop. So uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. Go dogs. Go Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.